This is Quotations, a podcast about words, written and spoken throughout history. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, we shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. No matter where you're from, your dreams are valid. The Pale Blue Dot, the only home we've ever known. Hello and welcome to Quotations. I'm Matthew Monroe. Here's today's quote. Quote, Be soft. Do not let the world make you hard. Do not let the pain make you hate. Do not let the bitterness steal your sweetness. Take pride that even though the rest of the world may disagree, you still believe it to be a beautiful place. End quote. And that quote is by the author and poet Ian Thomas. Ian Thomas was born in 1980 and lives in Cape Town, South Africa. As I mentioned, he is both a poet and an author who is best well known for his blog turned book called I Wrote This For You, which is still up and running, but more formally ran regularly from 2007 to 2013. Perhaps you've read it, perhaps you've come across it. I had not until I started researching this episode. I don't know where I found this quote originally, but finding the blog from which it came was an absolute treasure trove. I could do an episode a week for years looking at each and every one of the the posts that Ian made on that website. It is absolutely fantastic, and I don't say that about everything. It's absolutely something that I think you should check out. And the blog began as a result of some very peculiar life circumstances. As he describes in what was then the final post of I Wrote This For You, Ian describes how, at the young age of 13, he experienced the death of a friend of his mother's. She lived in a cottage that adjoined their family home, and he observed her slow decline as a result of cancer in the unknowing and unfamiliar way of a child, just completely lacking in understanding. And through a strange sequence of events, Ian came to learn that his high school art teacher knew this woman, cared for her deeply. Her name was Meryl. And years later, after he'd entered the workforce, he became quite successful and came across his former teacher near his old school one day. And his teacher revealed that he may never actually be able to retire. And that his life, for him at least, was almost universally tainted by bitterness at every turn. And this flipped a switch in Ian. And he started on a journey as a result. One that he describes much, much better than I can in his April 2013 blog post, which I'll post a link to on the show's webpage. And he began a collaboration with a photographer friend named John Ellis, who would send him photographs about which Ian would write a a short backstory, and all from a place of acknowledgement of the pain and difficulty of others, like his old art teacher, in an attempt to help. It was what he knew how to do. With a degree in marketing, Ian knew how to write, and Ian knew that his writing was good, and he knew that his writing was powerful, and so he crafted it into a form that could help as many people as possible. And help he did. Ian became, and continues to be, widely read. Aside from a very few others, Ian is one of the most read poets on the planet, in history. And his words inspire royalty and political leaders and famous personalities and people like me, the average man. And as I mentioned, today's quote comes from his website and from a post called The Fur, which features as its photograph, in black and white, a cat asleep atop a manhole cover. And it's one of the earliest posts Ian made on his site, dating back to August of 2007, and I'll also post a link to that particular article because it's worth taking a look at. And what's striking to me when I look at the post 
is the contrast of a soft cat asleep on a hard, heavy manhole cover. And today's quote is all that Ian wrote about the photo. It was five sentences, five carefully crafted sentences, which evoked a powerful response from people around the world, myself included. And this is the power of writing. As we've spoken about before, Ian's words echo across time and space. Jumping from speaker to listener, from writer to reader, in a form of reverberation that carries them places Ian couldn't have imagined. In fact, he closes his 2013 goodbye post about I wrote this for you with a handwritten poster at the site of the infamous Boston Marathon bombing, which had taken place just a couple of weeks before he wrote this goodbye post. And imagine your words being so poignant and resonating so loudly that while people affected by a terrorist act were still recovering in the hospital and families were facing a new normal without a loved one or without a loved one's limbs, that they came to be the salve that was intended to help those affected cope. That is amazing. That is incredible. That is power. So here's the quote again, one more time. Five sentences, jammed packed with power. Quote, Be soft. Do not let the world make you hard. Do not let the pain make you hate. Do not let the bitterness steal your sweetness. Take pride that even though the rest of the world may disagree, you still believe it to be a beautiful place. End quote. And I mean, just just wow. Just absolutely wow. Five sentences. I've read this quote 50 times. And every single time, there's something about it. There's something about this quote that gives me goosebumps. And that doesn't happen with every quote. Every quote moves me in a certain way. Every quote speaks to me. Every quote reaches out from the page or from the video clip or the sound clip from which it comes and grabs me. But this quote, for some reason, sends shivers up my spine. And I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. It is, it is a powerful set of words. And it's worth noting here, and I, I only touch on this briefly because it's hardly worth mentioning, but this quote is often wrongly attributed to Kurt Vonnegut. And you can go and you can look and you'll see it attributed to him, but you can't find a source document for it. You can't find a book where he said it or a speech that he spoke it. Because he didn't. This is Ian Thomas's quote. And Ian is very gracious in acknowledging that people attribute this to Kurt Vonnegut, who is a very well-known author. You've almost certainly read a book or two of his in high school reading or in your own personal pursuits. But it's not Kurt Vonnegut's quote. But let's take a moment and think about this quote. It is five sentences, as I mentioned, five directive sentences. The first tells us, the overarching message, be soft. Two words, be soft. The next three tell us what not to do. Do not let the world make you hard. Do not let the pain make you hate. Do not let the bitterness steal your sweetness. And the last one paints the picture of the world in which we ought to live. And what jumps out to me is Ian, again, being an author and a poet, there is a, there, there is a poetic aspect to this. And you know that if you've been listening for any length of time, that from time to time, I attempt to dissect poems for their meaning. And we do explications here, and you can find them in the feed, and I encourage you to do so. But I can't help but view this almost as a poem. It's haiku-ish. It's five lines, but it doesn't quite fit the rhyming structure of a haiku. But it has a poetic aspect to it. And two of the three middle sentences really jump out at me. The first that jumps out says, Do not let the pain make you hate. 
And there's a, there's a subtlety to this sentence, right? Something you might overlook if you weren't paying close attention. It's the definiteness of pain. And note that Ian doesn't say if you feel pain or when pain may come about. He says the pain, implying that there was and is and will be pain in life, in the world. It's inevitable. It's something that we all know and we will all experience. Why? Well, because we're social creatures. We interact, we attach, we grow fond of, and ultimately we lose nearly everything in our lives. And that sounds dark, but it's not intended to be. It's simply a statement of fact. Most of the things to which we grow attached, whether it be our youth or a sports team or a loved one or a pet, we will lose nearly all of those throughout our life. And that causes us pain. And I've heard it described before, and I really like this sentiment, and I could probably do an episode about this quote, but I'll give it to you here for free, I suppose. It's been described to me before in this way. Someone once described it to me as, a broken heart is the cost of having loved. And in that way, it's completely unavoidable, right? If you think you don't love anything, if you think you don't care about anything, consider this. Look at every movie trope of the, I'll say, usually male character who's tough as nails and has seen some things and has experienced the worst that the world has to offer and doesn't trust anybody, quote-unquote. Well, that guy can't be hurt, right? He can't feel pain. He doesn't trust anyone or love anyone, Matt. By your definition, he's safe. And I say, yeah, right. What's that character always got? The character's always got a dog or a horse or something like that that ends up being that individual's best friend. Look at some of the, the, the most classic movies, and you'll see that this is the case. Everyone has a soft spot for something. And that something that they care about can create pain when it's taken away. Everyone feels that pain. And Ian reminds us that even though we all feel it, hatred is not the response to that that we ought to have. Hatred is not what we ought to pursue when the thing that we love is taken away from us because hatred is caustic. And the other sentence that jumped out to me was, do not let the bitterness steal your sweetness. And the same logic applies here, both that bitterness is a thing that we'll all deal with, but far, far, far more importantly than that is the term your sweetness. And the implication here is the same as the others in the positive in that we all have an internal sweetness. And if I just said internal sweetness and you got all weirded out, take a breath, stay with me for a second. Even if the word sweet makes you cringe a little bit, don't let it get your masculine or feminine hackles up. It's not a pejorative term in this, in this way. We all show kindness and gentleness in the same way that we all love and care about something. And kindness and gentleness are known sometimes by a different name, which is sweetness. And I view it as a sensitivity to life, let's say, to, the, to literal living things, be it a, a person in need or a baby laughing or maybe a, a puppy or a kitten tumbling as it discovers its balance and stability. For me, it's baby cheetahs. If people know me, they know that you show me a litter of baby cheetah cubs and I could sit and watch them for hours. I find them endlessly entertaining and it's, it's a soft spot for me. And that's sweetness. And it's not a bad thing. It's not a weakness. It's not a denigration of anybody's strength. It doesn't make you weak. 
In fact, I'd bet that Ian's intention was to point out deliberately that there is plenty in the world that is trying to take that from us. So why voluntarily give it away to begin with? I do not let the bitterness steal your sweetness. Bitterness and sweetness are often viewed as opposite sides of the same coin. They're, they're two of the tastes that we can taste with the taste buds in our mouths. And they provide balance to one another. But letting one overtake the other can ruin a dish or a drink in the same way that letting bitterness overrule our lives can take away our sweetness and can ruin our experiences. So the lesson here in these five lines is quite obvious to me. Ian lays it out very directly in the final sentence when he says, take pride that even though the rest of the world may disagree, you still believe it to be a beautiful place. He's acknowledging what we all know, right? That the world is full of pain and hardness and bitterness, but that we can also simply let that swirl around us and not fall victim to it. It'll be there. But you don't have to let it control you. You don't have to let it be the thing that dictates how you live your life, the things that you do and the things that you don't do. And we don't have to let it claim us or change us. It's like swimming in a pool. It's an imperfect analogy, but stick with me here. The water stays outside of us, right? We don't let it in or it'll hurt us. We operate within it without allowing it to dictate our internal functions. That is what Ian is saying here is that, yes, there is bitterness, there is hardness, there is difficulty, there is pain, it is inevitable, it is part of the cost of being alive. But that does not mean that the world is dark and hard and bitter and full of pain. There are plenty of things out there that make us happy, that bring us joy. And Ian is urging us to lean into those things, to be the soft thing in the hard world, to be the sleeping kitten, atop the manhole cover, and that that is okay. And so the lesson to me today, as we close here, is to resist the urge to hate and to despair, and to do it in spite of the pain and bitterness and suffering that is all around us. So what I take from this and what I, what I plan to do between now and, and the next episode is find a person in need and help, even in a small way. Find the giggling baby and smile. Right? Find the puppy or the kitten and bask in its joyful life. If we can do this, we will doubtlessly find that the world is, indeed, still a beautiful place. Until next time, I'm Matthew Monroe. This is Quotations, and thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, please subscribe in your favorite podcast app, or visit me at quotationspod.com to download and listen. Please also take a moment to recommend the podcast to a friend. That's a huge help. You can tweet at me at QuotationsPod. Send me an email to QuotationsPod at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram at QuotationsPod. Or join the conversation on Facebook at QuotationsPod. I look forward to hearing from you. Welcome your feedback. And thanks, as always, for listening.